I'll be reading from Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through verse 25. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of God, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Does Jesus know who you are? Does Jesus know who you are? You may take your seat. The scripture is speaking of two different groups or two different types of people. One group is the group who hears the sayings of Jesus and does them. And the other group are those who Jesus simply will not know. But verse 22 speaks of a day that is coming when all will stand before Jesus to be judged. And we all will say, Lord, Lord. Some of us he will know and others of us he will tell to depart from him. Many people believe that their own lives and their own wants are more important than the will of God, but the Bible says only those who do the will of the Father will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the day is coming when Jesus will judge the world and the Bible says at Acts 17, 31, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man he, whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Then at 2 Corinthians 5 and 10, the Bible says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. We're going to have to answer for everything we do. You might be witty, but all the wit in the world is not going to outwit Jesus on judgment day. Jesus is a judge that can't be paid off. So you might be rich, but all the money in the world is not gonna help you 
on Judgment Day. Throughout the Bible, it is a known fact that people are accountable to God. Good deeds are commended and evil actions are warned against. At the end of this world's order, God will judge all people and all deeds. Every secret thing, good or bad, will be brought into judgment. All that stuff we've been hiding from each other, we're going to have to answer for on judgment day. Everything that is in the closet, hidden under a rug, is going to come out on judgment day. Everything is coming out on judgment day, and we all are going to call Lord, Lord, but not everyone who says Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom. Now we all know this information is nothing new. Some of us don't know it though, but we all know that evil people will never be at peace with God, nor will evil ever inherit the kingdom of God. But Jesus said there will be those who say they casted out demons in his name, but he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. Does Jesus know who you are? Lord, we have prophesied in your name, but still the response will be, depart from me. I never knew you. Does Jesus know who you are? The earth is full of people who believe that the way they act or talk is enough to satisfy Jesus. And some people feel that they are smart enough to make it into heaven by some crazy routine that they create or think up. Some people have an answer for everything and I'm learning more and more every day that there are people who truly believe that their wisdom surpasses God. Scripture says one thing and they get something else from it. But we see so many people using scripture, bending it to justify their wrongs. But the Bible says straight out, he who does the will of the Father will enter the kingdom of heaven. The scripture implies that a person can be a Bible-carrying, tongue-speaking, faith-having miracle worker and still not be doing the will of God. I come to church every Sunday and I pray. Yeah, that's all great, but how much has coming to church and praying changed you? I witness on a regular basis, but do you live with a spirit of hate and give God's people and God's church a bad name? It's a lot of people claiming, Lord, Lord, today, and they think they are living right by their own standards, but they're not. They make everything else more important than the will of God. And in this day, it's way too easy to get so caught up in our own stuff and plans that we end up charting our own courses instead of doing the will of God. What have you made more important than God's will for your life? 
What is it you value more than entering the kingdom of heaven? Yeah, I'm sure everybody is thinking, I don't value nothing that much. I want to go to heaven, and that's what I value. But every day, somebody is putting the will of the Father on hold for money. Somebody else is putting the will of God on hold because they don't have any money. Somebody is putting God's will on hold because they lack self-control. And then there may be somebody that has to put the will of God on hold because they knew their intentions were bad from the start. You really didn't want to pray for her or him. You just wanted to get them alone so you can make your move on them. Jesus was basically saying that not everybody you see using his name is really doing his will. We as believers have to be careful and always be sure that we are doing the will of God because it's easy to get mixed up between giving some clothes to the goodwill and giving your life to Christ in this day. People have this thing all mixed up and I have to tell myself every day that if it is not the will of God, it does not matter. Good deeds and kind gestures alone can never sanctify us enough because we are not saved by our good works. Only doing the will of the Father is what brings us salvation. Only doing the will of God is what gains us access into his kingdom. It's not about how long you pray or how long your skirt is. It's not about having the same seat on every Sunday. It's not even about how much you give or how much you feed people. Does Jesus know who you are? It's not about how good you look when you shout or how far you can slide across the floor. It's about getting yourself right. It's about getting yourself right before you run down to the front of the church, cut a step and fall flat on your back. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Does Jesus know who you are. Jesus is saying, if you are going to use my name, you better make sure that I know who you are. I don't want to be one of those people who works in the church all my life, preaching and praying to and for people and every day, but when I'm judged, I will stand before Jesus and he will say, I don't know who you are. I never knew you. Depart from me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Only way for that not to happen is to do the will of the Father, amen? The works you do don't bring you to the Father, but coming to the Father compels you to do good works. Because I've been lifted with God's love, I have to lift somebody else because I've been blessed with salvation, I have to share salvation with somebody else because I've been touched by God. I have to be used to touch others with the same touch I've been touched with. 
The Father compels you to do good works, and oftentimes we think we just have to automatically have everything intact before we come to the Father, but the Bible says come as you are. You don't have to be perfect, but you just bring all your mess to God and let God deal with your mess. You can't fix your mess on your own. You need God to help you fix your mess. So, so don't get so caught up in the fact that maybe you're not doing good works. You just bring your not having good works self to God, let God deal with you, let God work on your mind, let him change your heart. Let God deal with it. You see, a few verses before the text, Jesus warned the disciples about those who would come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are vicious wolves. Many of these people might use Jesus' name. But Jesus also said, you will know them by their fruit. If you want to know if somebody truly loves Jesus, check their fruit. If somebody says they witness to 10 people, you shouldn't check the fruit. It shouldn't be eight wounded people beat down by your judgment and two people who don't even know what just happened to them. But one or more of those people at least should be getting saved. Somebody should be trying to get closer to God because they see how you live. They see how God is blessing you in your life and they want those same blessings for themselves. People should be able to look at you and want to seek God because they see how you seek God. The Bible calls us to be lights. The Bible refers to us as salt. We are not the light, so it ain't about us, but the light is in us, and it is that by which we have been saved. We have received salvation by that light. You see, Jesus was giving them a warning about how to enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must do the will of God. So what does the will of God look like? The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You shouldn't act like the same old person if you're doing the will of God. You shouldn't cuss like you used to. You shouldn't fuss like you used to. You shouldn't fight like you used to. You shouldn't be hating on people like you used to. But you should be always looking to do the will of God, walking in love, walking in his statues, walking in his way. Someone may say, how else can I do the will of God? The Bible also says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. If you're doing God's will, you're putting his will before everything. And the good thing about that is the text said, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on a rock. If you want to do the will of God, you got to get a hold on God's word so God God's word can get a hold on you because the Bible declares at John 10 28 that when Jesus has really got a hold on you 
Nothing can snatch you out of his hand. Nothing can separate you from his love. It don't matter how deep in a rut you in. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. So that's why the floods and the rains can't hurt the house. And that's why the rains and the floods won't hurt us. Because we hear the word. We're anchored in the word. And we're going to do the word. God's will for us is all wrapped up in his word and a deeper relationship with him. God's will for us is all wrapped up in our obedience to him. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Well, Blake, I've been doing God's will for some time and God's not really looking at my situation. I'm tired of trying and I'm tired of waiting. I feel like I'm doing all of this stuff for nothing. Well, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, I'm sure he knew that all of us would not receive salvation, but thank God Jesus died on the cross anyway because through that act, I got my salvation, and my salvation is what's important to me. If God never does another thing else, he saved my soul. He made it so I can have everlasting life. I could be at peace. So I'm not so worried about blessings today because the real blessing of all of this is my everlasting life. So I'm going to do the will of God, and the safest place you can be is in the will of of God. There's protection in the will of God. Provision is in the will of God. Deliverance is in the will of God. Salvation is in the will of God. Whatever you need from God, focus on doing his will and he will give you the desires of your heart. Don't ever put anything in front of God's will for you because only those who do the, father, the father's will will enter the kingdom of heaven. Not my will. Not your will, not everybody else's will, but, but the will of the Father who gave his son to redeem us from sin. And there's no way I'm going to let Jesus have given his life for me and not know me when I stand before him on judgment day. So I'm going to be of good cheer because Jesus has already done the heavy lifting. And all we have to do is walk in the will of the word of God and you will be founded on a rock. There's nothing that's going to knock you down. Nothing's going to hurt you. Nothing's going to bring you to your knees because you're in the will of God. And that is the most protective place on the face of the earth. Everything we do is for the hope of heaven and God's will for us is that we believe in him and not perish but have everlasting life. What good is it to gain everything and Jesus still not know you? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and use, lose his soul? Nothing. But I thank God for my salvation. And right there, you need to thank God for your salvation. Thank God for your everlasting soul. He could have left you in your sin, but he pulled you out. He could have left you in your rut, but he pulled you out. He could have left you dirty and spotted, but he cleaned up your life. 
He cleaned up your mind. He cleaned up your heart. So I got to say thank you, Lord, for saving me. And you ought to thank him for saving you. We didn't deserve it. But Jesus died so we might live. He gave his life in place of all mankind. But on the third day, he got up with all power in his hand. And that is the same power that God gives us to tread on serpents and scorpions and all the tricks of the enemy. So with Jesus, we can't lose. So we will, I'll do the will of God. We can't lose with Jesus. So I'm going to do his will. I'm going to forever be in the will of the Father. I could do a lot of things, but only what you do for Christ will last. So the text said, only those who do the will of the Father will enter the kingdom of heaven. I caught a plane a little while back, and it's amazing how much a plane is like the will of God. Because you buy a ticket to a destination. You go to the airport, you get in this plane, you, you get in the plane, and as long as you stay in that plane, you're going to make it to your destination. But if you get out of that plane, you ain't going to make it to your destination. So as long as you step in the will of God and you stay in the will of God, you're going to make it to the point that God wants you to be. So you just walk on in power. You walk on in sureness. You walk on with the blessing of God behind you. And just know that you're going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who do the will of of God will enter heaven. I don't want to spend my time coming to church saying praise the Lord and miss the will of God. I don't want to come before the judgment seat of Christ. Lord, I, I thought I was loving the people. I thought I was doing right. So many people got stuff confused. But if they read, they word. They will know what the will of God is concerning their life. They can walk in that will and they can be sure of their salvation. They don't have to wonder about it. If you got to wonder about your salvation, that's a problem. But if you got true salvation and Jesus is truly your friend and Jesus truly knows you, you can walk on in the power that Jesus has made available to you with his death. I thank God for dying for me. I thank God for loving me enough, for cleaning me up and letting me walk in his way. You heard what my brother said. God did not have to work a miracle on my behalf. He didn't have to do anything he did. But because God loved me as much as he did and because he can do what he can do, I would be a fool not to walk in his will. So my life is anchored in Christ. My soul is anchored in the Lord. Everything I do has to be attached to the will of God because only those who do the will of the Father will enter the kingdom of heaven.